Hello and welcome. You are listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. We really hope that you enjoy and benefit from this episode. So you're listening to the Sales Chat Show, driving your sales forward at saleschatshow.com. I'm Graham Jones and joining me today is, as ever, Phil Jessen, uh, our uh, colleague, friend, sometime partner. Ex-friend. Ex-friend. <laughs> Simon Hazeldean has given up on us today and gone to earn some money. Uh, <laughs> uh, but luckily we're joined today uh, by our friend Peter Roper, the family businessman who is an expert on all things family business. And Phil, you've got a particular interest in how do we sell to family businesses? Yes, uh, thank you. I am uh, reminded of some research that was done some years ago that established that there are three main motivators that buying people are affected by. Um, No real surprises. One is the product, i.e. is the product fit for purpose? Will it do what it is supposed to do? tick. Uh, The second area on the research uh, was the numbers. We don't have to be the cheapest, but the numbers have to make sense and the buying person has to feel there's a ROI at some point. Tick. Uh, It's the third area that I'm interested in, Peter, is what the research referred to as personal buying motives. I'm just interested from your experience whether you think that the personal buying motives of Mr. Stroke Mrs. Corporate are different from the buying motives of Mr. Stroke, Mrs. Self, uh, in, in a small SME business, maybe, a family business? Uh, yeah, I think they are. Um, I think, obviously, the size of the business dictates to degree the differences of that. Uh, I'll share a quick story, if you like, to illustrate what I think about uh, selling to family businesses. Uh, my elder daughter, Sarah Beth, who you both know, uh, runs one of our three family businesses. And I remember a handful of years ago, um, I'd met somebody who I knew had a, a range of products and services with exactly what that business was looking for. And I said, look, it's really simple. Uh, you're just what we've been looking for, but it's not, it's not to do with me. Sarah Beth runs that business. Uh, I'll introduce you. It's over to you. I don't have any influence on it, but you're in a good position because of what you do and how you do it. So uh, they teed up a meeting. I was in the office, uh, or the jo- uh, joining office at the time, happened to be a guy. Guy comes in uh, and they, they sit down. An hour later, they come out. He's all full of smiles. But I took one look at Sarah Beth, yeah, and a uh, dad knows that her daughter's look. And I thought, oops, that didn't work, did it? Um, and I said, okay, he looked happy. What was wrong? And she said, he's just wasted 55 minutes of my life. I'm not happy about it. And I said, why? And it, Sarah Beth said, all he did was tell me over and over again about his business, about what it did, about <clears throat> why it would be wonderful. Uh, he didn't ask once about our business, what we were interested in, and uh, the dynamic of the business. <clears throat> now, and um, guess what? You know, he didn't get the business. She's seen him since a couple of times over the years. He still does the same thing. Now, you could say that's bad sales technique, and it is, because we all know a good salesperson needs to shut up and listen. 
However, with the family business, it's an additional dynamic. At the end of the day, family businesses live and breathe what they do. It's a part of them. It's, it's not, we do, we do a business and that's it. You know, it's 24 7, 365. So, therefore, so long as you earn the right, you need to get to understand what the family business ticks. So, it's not just about the business, you need to understand the family dynamics because if you do, you're going to be one of the rare breed of salespeople that actually get that the family business works differently. Family businesses don't change suppliers in a hurry. Just give us an example of what you mean by family dynamics, just for those listeners. Who okay. Might be well, here's to work here's that an one ob- out. okay. Here's an obvious one. Uh, in that situation, because I was dad, he thought I was the boss of that business. He couldn't have made a bigger mistake in his life because I'm not. She is. All right. She is the boss of that. Business. She makes that decision. Not me. But he made the automatic assumption, oh, because it's Dad, he will make the decision. He right? looked at it hierarchically. Yeah, yeah, because it's, uh, uh, um, <coughs> uh, you know, the hierarchy is Mum and Dad will make the decisions. So that's not necessarily true. So you need to understand this and you need to get past that process. So any good salesperson in any environment is going to ask lots of questions. This guy uh, yeah, had made too many assumptions. But... For a family business, it's about understanding the values of that business because the values in a family business are real. Uh, dare I say it with corporates, they talk a good game about values, but most of them, as we all know, you know, that there's a vision uh, 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 vision on, on a wall, there's a mission statement on a wall. We all know there's only a degree of truth to it. It is true with a family business because that's how they are in life. So you, you know, a good salesperson, if you're selling to a family business, needs to understand what the values of that business are. Uh, if you went to um, Western Cider in Hereford, I always mention about, they've got 220 plus employees, they're fifth generation business, all right? Uh, it's um, headed for some years by Helen Thomas, and she's the fourth of five generations. Her expression is when, uh, when they won family business uh, IOD Regional Business of the Year, I think it was last year, the year before, was, which is, I'm just a custodian of this business, Peter. So in other words, the value set of that family business, you better get to understand. Because if you don't, you're never going to create a relationship. And if you're not going to create a relationship, you won't get long-term business with a family business. So that's how I see it being different. It's about understanding yeah. the value sets. Mm-hmm. So understanding the va- Yes, the family hierarchy, but it's the value sets that really, uh, really drive a family business. If you link into those well, you've got a great chance of being a long-term Mm. supplier um, and, and they'll, t- and they'll for, test you out and for some of our listeners who might be uh, wondering well how do you get an insight into that value set some of it will be visible on the website and some yeah. of it becomes questions doesn't it and yeah. they will have to ask I mean, what makes this business tick and yes. probably yes. a down to earth question like that's going to get a fair amount of information back it's about down-to-earth questions, and it's about a different set of questions. You know, that, yes, a good salesperson is going to ask who do you, what supply do you use at the moment, and what, you know, why, why do you use them, and all that sort of stuff, right? But actually, you need to really get to understand the, what the business does and what makes it tick, and what what the what really makes uh, the family values work inside that business. Now, they're tougher questions to ask, and they take longer. Selling to family businesses have a habit of taking longer. Um, family businesses don't change suppliers in a hurry. They're, when, once they're comfortable with the supplier, they might not be the cheapest or the usual sort of stuff, but they rely on them because they get to know them. And if they get to know them well, you know, 
the number of air supplies, for instance, we, you know, we, we know them, we know their, their family, they're probably family businesses, funnily enough. We know their value sets, we've probably met their kids, all that sort of stuff. That's how family businesses work. And by the way, that's not just a one-man, one-girl type family business. That's multi, you know, multi-generational, 200-plus employees. They still think the same way it doesn't go. So it's about the, the, the supplier matches the values of that yeah. family. And if they know the values of the family, you're, yeah. you're going to make that match, aren't you? you yeah. You're talking about, you know, that example with Sarah Beth you were talking about, uh, the, the chap thinking that you were the person making the decision. It's about assumptions, isn't it? Because I know a family business. It employs about 50 people. Um, and because the business, the activity in the business is directed by the dad mm. everybody thinks it's the dad's business yeah. but his wife actually started the business because what she saw was him kind of doing really well but not making the most of his talents it's a physical business not making the most of his talents and so she started a business to help him improve what he could achieve out of his yeah. skills sounds a bit like my wife yeah, <laughs> and so she starts the business. Oh, there's so many jokes. Yeah. Anyway, yes. Yeah. In order to, yeah. but everybody who goes to that business assumes because he's like the leader of all the the, the work that's going on that it's that it it was his idea. But the values of the business are largely derived from the wife. Mm. who is really built the business to show off his talents. Yeah. And she's relatively low profile because she doesn't Why? need the profile. Yeah. And but so she, people go into that business assuming it's him who mm. makes the decisions, but actually it's not, it's her. Yeah, yeah. that's the whole point. You, uh, I've, I've had countless examples over the years of businesses that I've worked with where you, you've really got to get to understand the stereotypes that probably don't exist. I mean, a classic stereotype for a family business is um, uh, the male leads, uh, and, and you know, it, it started, and then uh, well, wife did the books, but the male leads, etc. Well, that's just not true. You know, in a lot of cases, the person leading it is actually quite different. And obviously, in the, you know, the last sort of ten to twenty years, we see far more women running their own business now, which is great. Um, so the stereotypes become even more challenging for a salesperson. You've got, you've got to do more, get, uh, do, I think, a couple of things. Do a lot more homework and be prepared to ask a lot more different questions and accept the fact that uh, a first, you know, if, you, if you're a type of business that goes in, wants to vlog something, press R, sign in, top copy yours and you're off again, it's a lot harder with the family business to do that, generally speaking. It depends on the product and service, obviously. But but you're going to have to spend longer, and you need to get deeper. You got to, uh, and and probably open up more as well, uh, and and drop the front of, of being a salesperson. At the end of the day, the family business wants to rec- um, to see that the people who are serving them really do care about them. They do care about that business, and that and that might take uh, a, a longer period of time, of course. So yeah. For uh, listeners in the yeah. corporate world who might be thinking, okay. Normally, it's a thirty-minute one visit call yeah. Yeah. Uh, with a family business. It might be two or three meetings to build that rapport and to mm. circulate amongst the different family members and really nail the the yeah. values issue that you're talking about. Yeah. And taking that time is yeah. going to score them points, isn't it? 
I remember years and years and years ago, I, I got the nickname Biscuit Kid because I uh, used to... You shouldn't have told us that. Yeah, I know. You I eat know. biscuits. No, it's, no. it's in one of the books. No, <laughs> it is a famous story. I won't, I won't have time for the whole story because it's, it's good fun. But the point is, the thing I learned in my 20s when I was a very poor salesperson was the fact that I needed to, the, the types of people I was dealing with, they weren't going to deal with me overnight. I needed to go there take some biscuits, make the tea with them, settle down with them, so they got used to me, because of that, that was the motor industry, motor trade, they weren't gonna deal with you overnight, you know, it's a tough in, a tough industry to be in. They had to get to know you, and you had to get to know them, and that means getting a different value set, you know, and they were nearly all family businesses. So, so yeah, yeah, it will take time. Um, the danger is if you're brought in as a salesperson, um, inside of um, inside of business, uh, and people don't recognise that. So if, if the organisation you're working for thinks, well, you just whiz in there, press hard sign here. If predominantly the businesses you're working with are family businesses, nah, you're going to have to you're, yeah. you're going to be under the cosh with that. It reminds me, a shameless plug coming up, by the way, uh, in my book, Sales Genius. Um, what was the name of the book again? Sales Genius, available in all good bookshops. Right. Uh, and, and it's an excellent book. And all bad bookshops yes. as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> in that, there's a chapter about the fact that uh, most salespeople, I mean, it's around 90% um, of salespeople, give up after the first sales call. And actually, most sales happen after the fifth sales call. So the vast majority of salespeople are you know, not selling, and the vast majority of customers are only buying from a tiny number of super salespeople, as they seem, because they are persistent, mm -hmm. and that's a tiny fraction of the sales force. But that five, thing, it seems to me that what you're suggesting is if you're a family business, maybe five calls isn't enough, it might be seven, eight, nine, ten before you get there. So are we really saying to sell to a family business, you've got to be even more persistent and keep coming back and keep coming back and keep talking yeah. for a longer period than you might think? And yeah. have, and it, have seems, it seems that way, doesn't it? And, and, and selling in a way that the family business themselves sell yeah. to their customers, mirroring that. Yeah, yeah. And, and have patience. And what's really important, I think, for the salesperson is that the organisation they're working for, if it's not a family business, if it's a corporatized business, as I would call it, um, they need to understand that for their salespeople. I've, I, you know, I've, I've come across a lot of businesses who say, oh, well, you know, that, you know, that salesperson didn't do very well, they lasted three to six months and pff, they're out of their ear. Yeah, it's all very well, but if they're dealing in an environment with a lot of family businesses, you need time, so that business needs to invest in the time. So, as a, if I was a salesperson going back in that arena, I would want to know that that organisation really understood that, because if it didn't, you know full well you're probably you know the likelihood of success for you, the pressure you're going to be under to perform, yeah, uh, will probably be too great. So, as a, a corporate sales director or corporate sales manager, I might allow three months to sell to yeah. other corporates. But I might need the same good salesperson nine months to sell to a family business kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So when people <clears throat> listening to this uh, tune in again and just go for the last couple of minutes of this episode and just are looking for the conclusions, I think what we're saying then, I think what Peter is saying is that if you're selling to a family business, you really need to nail and understand the values piece. Yeah. 
your last point, Graham, is that uh, we need to be investing in more time to build that relationship yeah. and rapport. What other conclusions do you think we're saying to our listeners as far as this particular episode is well, concerned? Well, I think Peter's point about persistence with the fam- using that time to build that relationship is probably more important in getting the sale and understanding that family than anything else. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, for me, it's persistence, it's patience, because you need patience in that environment, and values, value sets, values. It's, cr- it's crucial. Fascinating stuff. Thanks very much indeed, Peter. That's uh, Peter Roper, the family businessman with us today. And on the, uh, the name of your book again, I missed it, Craig. Uh, <laughs> sales Genius. Ah, oh, right, thank you. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> so you have been listening to the Sales Chat Show, saleschatshow.com. have been listening to an episode of the sales chat show to stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success please visit saleschatshow.com thank you very much for listening to this episode and from everyone here at the sales chat show we'd like to wish you good luck and good selling (laughs) 